Welcome to All Ears, Senior Living Success, where we talk with industry leaders to make sure you find success in your community. My name is Matt Reiners, and I'm the co-founder of Eversound, a company dedicated to improving quality of life for older adults by giving them the gift of hearing. Welcome back. With me today is Greg Anderson. Greg currently serves as the Senior Vice President of Northbridge Advisory Services. Greg has started out as a Director of Community Relations and has held roles as a Regional Director of Marketing and Public Relations, Corporate Director of Communications, Vice President of Marketing, Adjunct Professor, and now Senior Vice President at Northbridge Advisory Services. In addition to all this, Greg has two food shows based out of Cape Cod. Thanks for joining me today, Greg. I was going to bring you some uh, some lobster rolls, but it, it's 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 hard to put them through the little uh, technology here. Thank you, Matt. I'm really glad to be here. I appreciate it. Awesome. Well, I'll have to have a rain check on those lobster rolls since it is on video now. So we'll make sure that we that people get what they deserve here. But uh, so, Greg, besides the question of where I can get the best food or the best lobster roll on the Cape, let's get down to the real business. You know, as staffing and census pressures give operators sleepless nights, how is it impacting sales performance? Well, there's no question it is impacting sales performance. Uh, we, you know, what's keeping these operators awake at night is the fact that census and revenue is taking a hit. Agency is costing a fortune. You can't get the right staff in place. And, 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 you know, we, we talk about the um, living in a post-pandemic world. How do we operate in a post-pandemic world? I submit that we're still in the pandemic. There is no post. It just looks different. And when you look at it and the, translate that to the sales perspective, you're really looking at a different type of customer. And that takes some salespeople and operators, executive directors, to kind of have to really figure things out. Discovery takes a lot more time. People are coming to the table with, um, with more hesitancy. Whether we believe the vaccinations are something that we should be you know, focusing on, whether we think it's a pandemic or not, doesn't matter. As operators and as salespeople, we need to be accepting the fact that there is hesitation. There are the what ifs. You know, what is this going to be um, if I move my mom into the community? You know, we typically look at a salesperson, Matt, that is, um, you know, they're great at startup, you know, they're startup junkies. And then they're, well, this guy's a little bit better at stabilized communities, building a wait list, cultivating, selling things that aren't available because they're full. Right now, what we really need in this industry are salespeople who can do both. They've got the grit and grind to be able to stay true to the essence of sales, to create urgency and grow census. Trust that the operators are going to take care of all of that, that um, uh, you know, the operational issues. But we also need someone that's going to be able to tap the brakes, not stop, but tap the brakes and create urgency, but not necessarily to move in next week. Maybe it's next month and try to keep pace. It's a different, it's a, it's a different model, definitely. Yeah. And it, it makes a lot of sense too, especially how those perceptions have changed and you know, I'm curious because like as a sales team, a lot of the time are selling on the experience or the care quality. Do you find that providers are slowing down their move-ins so that they're not over-promising and under-delivering? Under yeah, you know, it, it really is. Well, first of all, operators are, um, you know, we, we see 
clients and communities in addition to our own portfolio in New England, we see them all across the country and to varying degrees and for different reasons, operators are either slowing down occupancy or going week to week or month to month um, because they get hit with COVID where they have to stop. They just, sometimes the state requires it. Sometimes it's just a corporate um, uh, system where they may, may need to go through a couple rounds of negative tests in order to bring residents into the community. So that is a stop-start dynamic and it's, it's, it's distracting to, to the sales process. But you know, while people are struggling with um, you know, what does that mean to the sales process? I, I would say that uh, sales systems and a community that has really good training, really good sales systems in terms of how they are taking in a lead, how are they working with those leads is, is really important. You know, we look at systems in terms of nursing wellness departments really need those, um, they really need those systems in place to keep up with regulatory uh, requirements. The same thing applies for sales. So we don't always see it that way. You know, we think of how to get those leads and close them, but what's in between all of that? And how do we, how do we make the most of it um, at a time where some operators, you know, on the, on the, on the corporate end, or even some executive directors are really straining to figure out how they're going to keep up. I like a salesperson that says, you just tell me what what the you know what that that need is and what the demand is and I'll I'll keep up with it. It's easier said than done, definitely. Right, and I think it's you know one of the things I've been thinking about is you mentioned that you know you might have to slow slow down move ins or even like cap it, but how do you keep sales teams motivated if you're limiting the amount of people that can move in? Yeah, that's it. see, I I think that's such a great question, Matt, because we have always tried to figure in 25 years in the industry, I've always been like, what motivates salespeople? And you read every book and you look at every website and you watch a Ted talks and you think, okay, that's how I'm going to motivate them. But if an executive director kind of bring it down to the site level, if an executive director has a salesperson and they don't know what motivates them as a person, then there's no way they can motivate them as a professional. You know, we, we often see that, um, okay, so we really need to hit the numbers. Uh, you know, there are demands, financial demand, all of those, we've got to hit our numbers, guys. So Matt, you're my salesperson. I need you to be at 50 units occupied by the end of the month. I need you to get it done. Well, you're at 42. So that's a big lift. How do, how do I get you there? Well, Matt, I'm going to give you an extra $1,000 per move-in. And then if you hit that, I'm going to give you another $20,000 on top of that. Now go. Two things happen. One, you get a salesperson who says, holy crap, I can take my family on vacation. This is wonderful. And then they go back to their desk and they say, oh my God, how am I going to do it? And they feel demotivated. Or they are someone that says, okay, now you just, now you just irritated me because it's as if I need money to do things differently. And salespeople are intuitively competitive. They, they want to win. They're trying. They're doing the best they can. There are some that are not. But let's just say, if we look at it universally, salespeople want to succeed. So what's an extra $1,000 a month going to do to change the way I'm making my phone calls or 
So there's a risk in that. And, um, you know, some operators are really good at being able to say, okay, what motivates my sales team? And that's not to say you can't do a corporate incentive. I love challenges. Um, when I was in, in some earlier companies, we used to make a competition amongst the region. Okay, who has the most of this or that? Those are fun, but we have to just weigh it against the individual um, uh, motivations that, um, that, that a person needs and then work to that. Yeah, it's a great point. I mean, it's, it's all about that person-centered leadership, right? Like each person kind of ticks a little bit differently and getting to know what each person represents, what motivates them and kind of crafting the, the message or the goal around that. I think, it, it, I think that's a great point, Greg. You know, one, one thing I, I will say is um, we, every operator will say, okay, we need to hit this budget number. Um, salespeople and executive directors, they know what that budget number is. Um, they, they, they know what they need to hit. But what I find when I'm coaching salespeople is it really helps to uh, kind of diffuse the, okay, how are we going to take the Smith and the Jones family and close them really quick? By the end of the month and be oblivious to the fact that we could burn them out, we could irritate the family and lose them all together. So how do we kind of step back a little bit and say, okay, let's take these two families and let's say, what is the time frame that we realistically think they could or should move? And let's work within that. That's why I love Sherpa. You know, Sherpa changes, takes out that whole calendar drive and it puts in um, engagement drive. And, and that is such a, a, an interesting way to look at how salespeople manage their lead bank uh, so that they're not saying, okay, a hot lead I need to close in 30 days. How about a lead? Let's close them as quickly as we can within the realistic time frame based on discovery and based on their circumstances and based on our circumstances. We may need to tap the brakes a little bit. Um, but so, so methodology is, is, is really important. Yeah. And it makes perfect sense too. And, you know, I think it's a, it's a perfect segue into this last question here, Greg, because uh, you, you work with people all across the country. And if you were to leave senior living marketing and sales, either corporate teams or the community leaders with just three key takeaways to help guide them over the next year, what would you say? Well, I, I would actually say uh, there are four. Um, or as Martin Short said in one movie, he was like, I'll give you three good examples of why you need to, whatever it was, and it still makes me laugh and I can't think of the movie, but um, you know, one thing that, that I would say is our industry has learned to turn to itself to help uh, each other through all of 2020 and now into almost a, a whole, whole, whole second year of dealing with all of these issues, um, learning from each other, calling of each other, asking, how are you doing it? I'm not competing in your market, uh, but let's network, let's talk. And it kind of, we need to do that. So I would say any salesperson, executive director, regional person, uh, owner, and we have great clients who do just that. They pick up the phone and they say, it's not working for us over here. What are you doing? And I find that the industry is a lot more accepting of that collaboration and it it's it warms my heart. I mean, we're really trying to help each other through it. So pay attention to that. The other thing I would say is uh, we tend to struggle with hiring the right person 
say for sales, but even executive directors or nurses. And, and we end up hiring to the person and not to the position. Mm -hmm. So if you have a job description and you've chewed it up and you've made sure it's the right, that is the job description for the position uh, in that community, hire as close to it as possible. Easier said than done. Um, we've had some communities where it's, take, it's taken five months to get a good sales, excuse me, a good salesperson in there. So stay as true to that job description as possible. But then once you get them, and I hire Matt, and Matt's really good at so many things, intuitive as, a, as an incoming salesperson, but, but he's not as good with uh, cold calls or you know, closing isn't really his thing. Um, train to that and modify your onboarding to those specifics. In an interview question for any salesperson, I like to say, let's assume you get the keys to the sales office and you're now in there. Give me a couple of things that you would see as your most significant learning curves. I don't care whether you're doing the same job as the last company. Where do you feel the learning curves are aside from learning the pricing and learning the building? What is it? And a real good candidate would say, you know, I'm not really good at the administrative piece. Data entry, it slows me down. Great, duly noted. So then if you learn all of those things as, a, as, a, uh, as an operator, as an executive director, you can coach to that. So coach to, the, uh, coach to the person, but hire to the position. The other thing I would say is, you know, a good salesperson really looks at uh, and benefits from systems. Uh, we tend to jump real quick to say, oh my God, we got to change our, how are we doing with the inquiries? Are we getting enough inquiries? Where do we go? What do we do? How do we, and, and we live in this frenzied world, which some of it is forced upon us, but the cleaner our systems are, the, the cleaner we are in understanding how we can move the needle and we can, we can engage the best way we possibly can, the better off your salesperson will be. Um, so while things seem volatile, keep your systems really clear um, and, and keep those expectations and identify where your salesperson can win and celebrate those wins along the way. You know, the other thing that I would say is, um, and I've heard other people in the industry say this, and, and, and I am one of those voices. When we look at, a, at hiring a salesperson, I've always encouraged our clients, you know, we all have budgets, they have to work within, but when we're looking at salespeople, they are your chief revenue officer. It is the only position in that community down on Main Street with 75 units you got to fill. It's the only person who is charged with driving up your revenue by occupancy. Yet we pay them $40,000 and $100 a movement and we push them. You know, they're the only ones that are making sure that we are, we are, we are making those calls. We are working on a Saturday to do a tour. We're, we're taking a call at Sunday night, but we don't pay them. Um, I understand the business end of it. Believe me, I understand that. But there's a shift in that uh, where we need, I think we need to address as an industry. Um, don't hire a really great person and try to nickel and dime them. Try to make it work from a financial perspective and tie to the realities because at the end of the day, they know if it wasn't for me, you know, we wouldn't be pulling in all of these move-ins and I think that that is um, something that I would recommend if I were to be out of here and eating lobster rolls on the Cape all day long, 
which I very well may be doing, um, you really need to pay attention to how we pay, how we compensate our, our salespeople. And you know, one thing I would also say is I would give, uh, you know, when I look at, at operators, um, it, you know, Solstice Senior Living, um, they have done a terrific job. Um, uh, Christy Ballard um, is, is really overseeing all of their sales. They do a terrific job and have done a terrific job with growing occupancy. And that's an IL model. Um, so they've done a good job. Brookdale was just releasing its numbers. They're doing well. Northbridge up here, we're doing well. It can be done and it's not a gloom and doom world, but it sure is an opportunity for all of us to take inventory on how do we do it better and how do we work together in doing it better. I love it. Thank you so much, Greg. I think there's a lot of tidbits of golden nuggets throughout that. Um, so thank you so much for spending some time with us here today. And uh, I'll tag you in the LinkedIn post so people can get in contact with you. And thanks right. again. Thank you, Matt. Great to see you. If you'd like to know when we post the next episode, make sure to subscribe wherever you're listening to this podcast. If you're interested in how Eversound can help improve the quality of life in your community, find out more at eversoundhq.com.